standing by. My voice. 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 Broadcasting from high atop Essex Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio. 95.7 MRC wants you to know that your voice matters. 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 Me? That's right, you. Sharing interviews and stories by Cincinnati teens, giving them the chance to prove the power of one voice. This is Your Voice Matters. Make it Wait, now? Yep. Quaymar is a recent graduate of Withrow High School. As he prepares to enter adulthood, he took time to sit down and talk with one of his favorite young teachers as a peer before the end of his senior year. Ms. Mansfield was just finishing her first full year as a teacher. Understanding the contrast of her experience as a white woman from a small town doing her first year of teaching at an urban, predominantly African-American high school, Quaymar used the opportunity to speak frankly with her about race, identity, and diversity. So this is, this is just going to be an informal interview. Okay. So I'm talking with... Uh, Nicole Mansfield. And she was my psychology teacher for her first semester of my senior year. Okay, now where are you from? I am from, it's a very small town mm -hmm. called Colgate, Ohio. Um, a thousand people in the town. Okay. So very small, mm -hmm. very... Um, very rural, so very okay. farmer-oriented town. Okay, so so it's so it's like farmerville, pretty much. In this yes, sense. it is very much. Well, see, the thing with me, I, I'm a city boy. You know, I'm a city gal. So you know, I, I can't I can't live in the country. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I mean, well, what type of things did you experience there? There wasn't a lot to do as far as activities mm -hmm. because everything really pretty much closed at nine. But we used to we used to hang out at, at people's houses and just kind of watch TV. We, all, we were big Simpsons fans. Watch TV, kind of chill. I was on the okay. academic team, choir. I was on about three different choirs. So a lot, of, a lot of academic extracurricular activities mainly. Would you say that, that, that farm life is very different from city life? Very different. A lot of things close mm -hmm. at nine in Holgate and around there, like gas stations, grocery stores, okay. stores. Here in Cincinnati, things are, if you can't find some place that's yeah. uh, 24 hours, uh, things are at least open late. Like if yeah. you want to get a bite to eat. At midnight, you know. Exactly, you can. A lot okay. more, more nightlife, a lot more, a lot more people, a lot more things to do. Now, as you know, I'm openly gay. I'm an openly gay student, you know. So, like, so what, was your, what was your experience like with your first openly gay student? With my first, I was gonna say I had a bit of experience with that because my um, my friend Josh went mm. to uh, Xavier with me, and he came out his freshman year. And I was always taught, like my family, I love my parents very much, but they are very backwards in some ways. Mm. So I was taught that being gay is wrong. My friend Josh came out, and I was like, well, he's my he's my friend, yeah. and he's still he's still him, and he's awesome. Okay. And so, and the way Xavier is, Xavier is a very open, very LGBT friendly school. Okay. So before I even taught, I was very, I had very positive experiences okay. with people I knew personally who were gay. And so having, so experiencing opening openly gay students uh -huh. in class was, I personally, I liked it. It was a complete, it was new experience, and it was just. It was just an aspect of them, just like wearing glasses or okay, cool. or 
being tall or short, <laughs> just who they are. That's good, you know. Now, um, and I actually, as you know, now as you know, people, you know, people are people are either against gay marriage or for it. Uh-huh. But my sister, her view on it was that this is she said two two gay people want to be miserable together. Let them be miserable. <laughs> Cause she hates she hates marriage she hates marriage period whether it's guy girl guy guy girl girl she hates the period and I thought that was the most perfect response ever. That is really funny. I like her. I like her philosophy oh, yeah. on that. Because at first, at first she said that she, she said that she was against him. I'm like, wait, what? Like, and she explained. I'm like, uh, okay, that makes sense. She just feels that marriage is kind of irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, because she's been through it. She she she, she just hates it. She's like, yes. I like that if two people to be miserable together. I mean, they want to be miserable. Hey, hey, I say go right ahead. That's what she said. But yeah, you know, I I I grew I grew up I grew up with my um with, with my mom. Did she pass away when I was in the sixth grade? And I'm with my sister. My sister, she was pretty much she doesn't care that I'm gay. She you know as long as I'm safe, mm-hmm. she's okay. Like, I hope you don't mind me asking. Do you have any like any non-white friends? Just curious. Yeah, I was going to say, from Colgate, I had a lot of Hispanic friends, mm-hmm. and um, we had one African-American family, okay. the Fergusons, and I was very close friends with them. Now, now, like, do you ever talk about, now in your classes, do you ever talk about, like, racism? Wait, we talk about racism okay. a lot. To teach American government and psychology, you really have to deal with race, especially, like, in American government, okay. because... For example, the uh, Progressive Amendments. Yes. A lot of those have to. A lot of those were a result of the Civil War and Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So race definitely plays a role. Okay. Do you talk about? I can't think of the word in my head right now. Um, white privilege a lot in your classes. White privilege. It's something that I incor- I started incorporating. I mm-hmm. actually wrote my master's thesis on it. So it's something that uh, since remember this is my first official year yeah. teaching, and mm-hmm. as I expand my curriculum, it's something I'm going to definitely be putting a lot more into my classroom. Okay. Now, I'm sure you've heard of the musical Hamilton. Yes. Now, have you figured out a way to incorporate that into your lesson plans? I, I actually need to see it before I do, but based on what you've told me about mm-hmm. it, that is something I definitely want to use. Okay, because we both know that the show was blown up. It's been the biggest show since Rent from 1996. Mm-hmm. That and what I love about it, too, it's a very... It's really great for multidisciplinary curriculums because with that I can cre- I can incorporate kind of the mat like thematics from English mm-hmm. at the same time we're talking about diversity yes and the founding fathers and the and mm-hmm. early what things were like for in terms of race for early America so I think it would be something I would definitely love to incorporate in the future okay now what's your view on Withrow what you what did you think your first day here was it it was last year correct it was last year what did you what did you think of your very first day here. My first day, yes. I was a little overwhelmed just because my school, mm-hmm. the school I grew up in, was K through 12, one All building, right. 500 students. Okay. And so, just in terms of walking in and having such a huge population mm-hmm. of students, was very overwhelming to me. In terms of a different experience racially, it was it wasn't that different for me because okay. if you think about it, Withrow is Withrow is. Not that diverse. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's a there's a um a lot um, a significant minority of international students, but not very diverse. So it wasn't that different. And okay. while I hadn't had a, had a lot of experience having a uh, school full of African Americans, mm-hmm. 
I thought it was great. I loved it. I was really excited because it was a it was a very new experience for me. Okay. Now, have any of your students, including myself, taught you something about yourself? Say you teach. I was gonna say I, I'm taught something every day about myself okay. from students. Right, what, what are some of those things if you don't mind me asking? I don't mind at all. So some of the things I've learned about myself, mm -hmm. I've learned that I need to be I need to be more flexible. I kind of had an ideal of what teaching was going to be like, and then working with you guys, I realized you know if you guys come up with a really great topic, mm -hmm. then. Why not go with it? Like Hamil like I said, I would never have thought about incorporating Broadway into my yeah. curriculum until you mentioned Hamilton. Okay. And then you started talking about it. I was like, this is a really great learning <laughs> opportunity here. I wow. have to really I have to use it. So I'm taught I'm I use your ideas all the time in my okay. class and your feedback. Is the idea of teaching different from from reality of teaching, like actually doing it? Is it very is it different? Absolutely. How so? When you're when you're in a class learning about teaching, you're you're taught that you have to have your lesson, you have to have a closing, you have to can't you cannot deviate it deviate from it at all. If a student is mouthing off or a student is off task, mm -hmm. you have to deal with it strictly and quickly. And the reality is, sometimes. Students like sometimes if you're teaching, students are not necessarily getting what mm -hmm. you're teaching. So sometimes you need to go back, you need to switch mm -hmm. it up. Sometimes very spontaneously, and a student is off task. There, a lot of times there's a reason behind it. Instead of just okay. disciplining, you really need to actually kind of get to know the student, see like what's going on because we're all because maybe mm -hmm. they had a fight with their mom and they're just having a really okay. bad day. That's a life, you know. But thank you so much for this interview. No problem. Thank, thank you. you. Your Voice Matters is made possible by the generous support of ArtsWave and the William P. Anderson Foundation. Our stories are produced by Cincinnati area teens with editing and production assistance from MRC program director Josh Elstro, as well as other MRC staff and volunteers. Our theme music was written and performed by the Agoraphobes and was recorded at the Music Resource Center. If you're a teen in the Cincinnati area looking to make your voice heard through radio programs like this or by producing your own original music, please visit mrccincy.org for more information about how you can get started.